stuff we're dealing with now may not be the worst stuff we ever face. In fact, it probably won't be. But it could be the time that we use to prepare ourselves. So when the worst thing does come, we can face it with no fear whatsoever because we've had that time with the Lord when we've conquered the things in us that we wanted to conquer, when we've made commitments and contracts with the Lord um, that solidify us in a way we weren't solidified before. Welcome to Along the Way. I'm John Matarazzo, your host and fellow traveler. Thank you for joining me along my way as I try to become more like Jesus every day. I'm continuing with my special series that I'm calling The Quarantine Checkups, where I'm revisiting some of my friends from past episodes of Along the Way. This checkup is with my friend Jaron Davis. He has written many songs, but is probably most known for his song, We Are Standing on Holy Ground. I recorded his full episode at the piano in the sanctuary of his church, and what came out of that afternoon was truly special and one of my favorite memories from last year. So it was really good to catch up with Jaron. If you're new to Along the Way, all of my episodes can be found at alongtheway.media. And you can like me on Facebook and follow me on Instagram. Now let's see how Jaron Davis is doing. Well, Jaron Davis, it's good to see you again, my friend, even though we're a few, a couple hundred miles apart. It's wonderful to know that you're still there, you're still breathing, and God's good and uh, keeping you moving. It's good to see you, John. Yeah, I'm... uh... I am glad that even though we're all quarantined, I still get to celebrate the one-year anniversary of your amazing podcast. Wow, what a, what a faithful job you've done putting something out every single week. I congratulate you on your one-year anniversary, and I'm just really glad that I got to be one of those 52 weeks. Absolutely. Um, I know... The other day when we were texting trying to figure out when we could actually have this conversation, you were you said that you were really busy doing yard work and uh, you know, just staying busy that way. So what what are you working on in your yard? What's keeping you busy right now? Well, you know, I'm I'm not a yard guy. That's why I'm asking this. That's really why I'm asking. My my motto has always been uh, if there's a man who feeds his family by doing other people's yards. Who am I to rob those children of the food he will put in their mouths? So that's always been the motto I've lived by. I've never been able to, I mean, I, you know, uh, plastic and silk plants wither when I try to take care of them. I mean, <laughs> it's just, I am not that guy. Uh, my brother-in-law, Shelton, is amazing at it. He is just, he's a yard guy and he and Allison love to work in the yard, but I never have. But at this point, um, you know, I've never been a carpet shampooer. I've never been a uh, yard kind of guy. But at this point, I am so stir crazy. Yeah. Being locked in the house and being used to going all the time that in the times we've been quarantined, quarantined, I have... um, cleaned every inch of our house. I have shampooed the carpets twice. I wiped the cabinets down with disinfectant at least three times a day. And nobody's here but me and Becky. So yeah, part of it, I think a lot of us are doing things um, just because we are feeding that addiction in our lives to be busy. Mm-hmm. We have We have been sort of uh, taught uh, 
by culture and conditioned to be busy. And busy is the equivalent of success. That's sort of what our nature in this culture um, sort of says. And so I really think a lot of us are doing, I see on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, how many of my friends and, and people, you know, even people that I don't know well, but admire, you know, leaders and that kind of thing that I follow, uh, I'll talk about, you know, I've, you know, my wife had me do this or, you know, my husband's out doing this and, 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 I think at a subconscious level, we are all really trying to stay busy. At first, I thought, well, God, let this happen so we could all get our houses really clean. (laughs) And, you know, that honey-do list that no guy ever gets done has been done two or three times already. And so all the women in uh, America and the world are happy if their husband has gotten all that done. Uh, You know, we've done all the domestic things that need to be done. But I think part of the reason, and I don't want to over-spiritualize that, but at the same time, I do think that part of the benefit of this season is getting to, I think there's one, one verse of Scripture that most of us as believers in 2020 don't experience often. And that is be still and know that I am God. Yeah. And one of the greatest times of Jesus' ministry that isn't preached about a lot is when he pulled away from all the disciples. These are guys he loved with all his heart. I mean, they, they were from every walk of life. So he pulled away from his finance guy, uh, Matthew, he pulled away from, you know, Judas and Luke, his doctor and uh, his brothers and all the people that he hung with. He pulled away from all of them. Every area of his life, he walked away and spent some time in the wilderness. That's the hardest thing I think that all of us deal with in this modern culture is being alone. I am a people person. Yes, now, you my are. Wife, <laughs> my wife tends to be a little more of a, I mean, she's happy to go to a movie by herself and spend a day by herself just doing things she wants to do, go get a mani-pedi, go see a movie, go eat by herself. I mean, she loves spending a day all alone. My motto is, why well, have four people when eight will do? You know, and, uh, you know, I told her the other day, I said, I am a people person with people. I flourish without people. I wither. And she's like, I know, honey, I know. But I know she was doing a big eye roll behind me, like, please, (laughs) you know, but I honestly think this is a really good time for all of us to pull away from our financial people and our cohorts, our, even our family, and spend some time just getting still and letting God help us examine our lives to see what in us is good enough to repeat mm-hmm. and what in us is um, negative enough and distracting enough that we should delete and uh, that's that's kind of what I've been doing. I, I I realized about halfway through all the yard work and carpet shampooing that I was just trying to fill my time with stuff. Yeah. You know, 
it's hard to every 15 minutes somebody's on the news telling us what the latest report is and then you're hearing all these conspiracy theories of what this means and what that yeah i I think we need to shut all that down Mm -hmm. and take some time i think it's smart to stay informed um I, i saw one guy say why do i quarantine if i believe god is a healer and he said i quarantine for the same reason that I use um, seat belts mm-hmm. because if God gave me a a brain and if I can avoid danger, then I I want to do that. The reason I you know take care of myself is to try to. So I think that's all smart, stay informed. But I think getting along with God has been one of the best things that has happened to me in this time and it was a process john i i wish i could say i was so spiritual that i woke up the third morning and go this is a good time to be alone with god just to be still and know <laughs> I, I i'm not nearly that spiritual yeah, yeah. i had to go through the whole process of what else can i do running around what else can i cook i've cooked everything i can think of and yeah. and you know what I'm saying? I've yeah. stayed busy, 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 but I'm really starting to see how God is using this uh, as a time to help us all maybe just to be still and know that He is God. Absolutely. You know, Jaron, one of my favorite memories of last year, of 2019, was you and me sitting by the piano at Christ Church in Nashville mm-hmm. doing this podcast interview that we did. And you would just break into songs and you're just telling me these stories. And I just felt like I was in a musical movie. Like there was a soundtrack and everything, you know, planned to a T. And then the whole thing with the choir that happened, it was just phenomenal. That was such a fun episode to put together. But you talked about a song that you had recently written. I believe it was recently, uh, When the Healing Comes with Taranda Green. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's kind of a an interesting message for right now. It was a message in that season, but I think it also carries through to now in regards of songwriting and when that healing comes, what, what is God speaking you about that hope for tomorrow? Well, you know, I, I think that you, in order to understand what is coming, uh, you look at, as far as I'm concerned, and carrying through with this theme of Jesus pulling apart and being separate from everybody. Some of his most difficult times were there. That's when he faced the devil. The devil came to him and said, cast yourself down and I'll make you ruler of all of this. And and Jesus had maybe one of his most significant battles with the enemy, but his quest in that 40 days of pulling apart His um, quest was to figure out how to conquer his flesh. And so when he came out of that, he was getting himself ready for what would come. He faced the enemy, the darkest, I mean, confrontation with Satan. Um, And he, he won. He persevered. He walked out of that, but what he was preparing himself for was going to a cross. Mm. So, you know, the stuff we're dealing with now may not be the worst stuff we ever face. In fact, it probably won't be, Mm. but it could be the time that we use to prepare ourselves. So when the worst thing does come, 
we can face it with no fear whatsoever because we've had that time with the Lord when we've conquered the things in us that we wanted to conquer, when we've made commitments and contracts with the Lord um, that solidify us in a way we weren't solidified before. And, and so then when we face our Calvary, when we face our crucifixion, we can face it just as Jesus did by saying, not my will, but thine be done. And um, you and I are doing this particular interview during Holy Week, and we're getting ready. Tomorrow's Good Friday, and Sunday morning is going to be a, a celebration unlike any Easter I've ever celebrated in my life as yeah. a pastor's kid. I never celebrated Easter when we didn't, A, dress up, and my mom made us wear something new, and B, <laughs> we did it at church in one of the biggest congreg- one of the biggest crowds of, of the whole year. Sure, um, yeah. We're not going to have that this year but it doesn't negate the celebration and and tomorrow this coronavirus um everyone staying at home and and being quarantined uh has caused us to have to pull away like jesus did Mm -hmm. and then there'll be a time when we face our um you know what the world refers to as good friday i I mean it's probably good for everybody except jesus when he was going through it, it probably wasn't so good. Uh, and we will all face our, our situations and our calvaries and our crosses that we have to bear in the coming days. I hope that during this time of reflection and being alone with the Lord will make us stronger and create a relationship so that when we face our Calvary, we can do it and say, as Jesus did, Father, not my will, but thine be done, which will then lead us to our Easter, our resurrection, our victory, and our uh, hope of glory. And I believe that that's what Jesus came. He didn't come to live and die so he could prove to us that he could do that. He came to live and die so that he could tell us now, you too can live again. And so that's that's what I feel like God's saying to me is use this time to examine yourself and get ready for anything you face in the future and then understand that no matter what you face, there will be victory just like Jesus found on Easter Sunday. Amen. That's a good word there, Jaron. I appreciate that. Well, thanks so much for allowing me to just do this checkup with you and see how things are going down in Nashville. And I'm looking forward to the next time that we can actually be together in person. And yes, I will give you a big hug too. No worries about that. Man, and and I can't wait for you to come back because since you've been here, I have added one more thing to my plate. Oh, yes. I am now a grandfather. Yes, yes. I've got a new little grandson. His name is Davis Lane Vestal. And his dad is the piano player for my friend Ernie Hassan, Signature Sound. His mom is my firstborn, Jerrica. And we are so excited. And I, now all I'm trying to do is get my son, Neiman, and his wife, Rachel, to jump on the bandwagon and let's grow this tribe. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Well, it's so, it's so good <laughs> to see you again, Jaron. You too, John. I'm always encouraged when I get to spend time with Jaron, and I hope that we get together in real life again soon. If you want to hear his full Along the Way episode, I'll be putting links to that in the show notes. Along the Way is part of the Charisma Podcast Network. You can find Along the Way and many other great Charisma Podcast Network shows at cpnshows.com. 
Thank you for listening to Along the Way. If you've enjoyed joining me along my way, please share this with a friend who you think will be encouraged by this podcast. Also, please rate and review Along the Way on iTunes. That helps more people discover Along the Way. You can subscribe to this podcast in your favorite app and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and through my website, alongtheway.media. I hope that you've enjoyed this part of my journey, and may you realize when Jesus is walking with you along your way.